When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Wednesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show kicks off right now. We have a lot to talk to you about. Obviously, the situation in Israel uh, with Gaza is top of mind. Uh, We're coming to you Live from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and we are thankful to uh, Freedom 104.7, our new station here in the D.C. area, for hosting us. Uh, We've got a lot on the international affairs and national security front to get into. Uh, Also, the speaker's vote. We have updates for you on the speaker's vote situation. Uh, And then some other stories that are are hitting into the news cycle. We're going to mix things up today. We don't want to make this show... Really just one or two stories. There's some other things going on. But by far, right now, the biggest story in the world is the situation unfolding in Gaza. Now, yesterday, uh, we brought you the breaking news of a uh, explosion that had occurred in a hospital in Gaza City. And initially, the way it was reported, I think we even read, uh, Clay, the New York Times headline, was Israeli missile strike hits hospital, according to Hamas. That was the way it was positioned. Hamas says an Israeli missile strike hits a hospital. And we were told that there were uh, as many as 500 casualties, so a mass casualty incident at a hospital. Now, that's obviously horrific and uh, deeply, deeply upsetting news. But as the facts came in, and we were cautioning everybody initially, you can't trust Hamas. Yep. It's the most obvious thing in the world. As the facts came in, it became more and more clear 
that this was not, in fact, an Israeli strike, an Israeli missile, that Israel had, the Israeli Defense Forces had absolutely no responsibility for this event at the hospital whatsoever. And now, to add to all of this, you have the Israeli government releasing um, audio, suggesting this was Palestinian Islamic Jihad firing a rocket that misfired, which is common. These rockets are... Uh, they do not have advanced guidance systems. Uh, many times they just they fail and the rockets fall short of their target, which is Israel. So there's audio now that has been released by the Israeli government showing that it's Palestinian Islamic Jihad that fired a rocket. The rocket fell short of its target and hit this hospital. The U.S. government has now come out and said that a range of different intelligence sources also support the assessment that this was uh, effectively, a an, an accident by the jihadists hitting a hospital inside of Gaza, but not the IDF's fault, not Israel's fault at all. And Clay, how many of the journalists and the voices out there who immediately were just seething and and uh, just throwing, venting all their rage and fury at Israel over this, are coming out now and apologizing for the rush to judgment? for the journalistic malpractice, the notion that Israel would, at this stage of this conflict, just bomb this hospital was bizarre to begin with. Israel operates within the laws of war. Israel is the good guy here. And somehow you saw a lot of people refuse to believe that for at least a little bit yesterday. Yeah, the data now reflects that the hospital didn't even get hit. It was the parking lot next to the hospital. Hamas a.k.a. Palestine, said 500 people are dead. It appears maybe a handful of people actually died. And the most important part is Palestine did it themselves, uh, the uh, the terrorists inside of Palestine. And people make fun of me still. In fact, people made fun of me. I, I saw a couple of our listeners. I was walking around trying to get newspapers this morning. But I wanted to see what the front page of the newspapers were here in D.C. I tweeted this out but I'm reading directly from the pictures that I took this morning of the front pages. Washington Post, Buck, it's worth remembering. What does the Washington Post have emblazoned at the top of their... Democracy dies in darkness. Democracy dies in darkness. Hospital strike kills hundreds is their lead story on the Washington Post. Wall Street Journal, blast at Gaza hospital kills hundreds. New York Times, Blast kills hundreds at Gaza Hospital. Now, I know that I'm an old man and I still read print newspapers, but the journalistic failure to accept from a terror organization an argument that Israel had potentially killed hundreds of people by striking a hospital. First of all, if Israel did this, let me be clear, that's unfortunate. Awful things happen in war, and Gaza has already started, through Hamas, a war, and so civilian deaths that occur are on their uh, terrain. Is They've got blood on their hands. They caused this. There would be none of these strikes going on. So even if it had happened, uh, the idea that somehow Israel is awful for responding in defense of itself uh, and somehow potentially making a mistake would be, to me, not Israel's fault. So let's start there. But getting all of this wrong and accepting as truth what is clear propaganda 
is so indefensible by our media, Buck. And people say, okay, what were the consequences? Our United States embassies were and still are under siege because of this propaganda. The United States is now being attacked for standing with Israel. And there are very real consequences to this. Rashida Tlaib, Buck, tweeted out, and it is still up. I will read it for you. Now, thankfully, we have community notes, which is useful in contexts such as these to call out the lies that are out there. But Rashida Tlaib still has her tweet. I got it. Yeah. Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children's patients, just like that at POTUS. So putting this on Biden's radar, well, Biden's handler's radar. This is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. Your war and destruction only approach, only approach has opened my eyes and many Palestinian Americans and Muslim Americans like me. We will remember where you stood. End quote. Uh, we certainly will remember where Rashida Tlaib stood on all this. And <laughs> yes. the, the thing is, none of this is surprising for anyone who's familiar with her record and the way that, um, you know, she has conducted herself on all issues relating to Israel for a long time. Um, but the, the truth here, Clay, is that there were a lot of people that you saw who wanted to believe not only that this was Israel's fault, but that Israel would intentionally do that. Correct. And that was the, the initial way this was framed was that Israel, before this ground evasion starts, starts, decided we're just going to bomb a hospital. And it's completely, um, uh, you know, it, it lacks all credibility when you think about the way these two sides operate. The fact that they were taking the word of effectively Hamas media, like Hamas yes. spokespersons for this, is, is astonishing in some ways. I mean, we wouldn't take ISIS's word uh, when we were fighting against the Islamic State in uh, in Iraq and Syria. We wouldn't have said, oh, the ISIS media wing claims that they didn't do this suicide bombing, like, you know, this was an American strike, something like that. And and I think what, what you see people fighting against here, because they're this, these deep-seated uh, sensitivities and and uh sense of emotional connection to the Palestinians is that Hamas is on the same moral plane based on its actions as the Islamic State, as Al-Qaeda, yeah. as these other entities. It, it is not a better entity or organization than the terrorist groups that we have been fighting for decades and treat with, you know, the the you know, treat them as the serious threats that they are. Every news media outlet should be immediately skeptical of any story in which being a victim is beneficial to the narrative of the entity that is claiming to be a victim. Whether it is Jussie Smollett, oh, those MAGA guys attacked me, they had nooses, and you're thinking to yourself, I didn't know who Jussie Smollett was back in the day, Buck, but we talked about this, we weren't on the air yet, but I immediately was skeptical, if I don't know who Jussie Smollett is, what are the idea? What's the what are the odds that at 2 a.m. on a sub-zero day in Chicago, guys in MAGA hats are walking around hoping that he goes to a subway so they can attack him and potentially lynch him? Well, this is why a story that should immediately be treated as lacking in credibility, or, or where there should at least be extreme skepticism. Yes, when people 
skip the skepticism and go right to obviously this is true. Obviously, I want to believe this absurd story, which is what happened here in the case of this. Look, Israel has made mistakes in the past and the Israeli government has owned up to those mistakes. Right. When you are fighting a war, there are things that happen, and you were uh, you were alluding to this before, that are tragic and are unfortunate, but they're certainly not intentional. Happens with U.S. forces, happens with our allies. But people all over the world who are pro-Palestinian, who are anti-Israeli, jumped on this story because there's a desperation right now to create some kind of uh, moral... Equivalency. Equivalency. They want for That's Israel right. to be as bad yeah. as Hamas and the Palestinians. They, they, they want to pretend that these are two entities that are operating on the same moral plane and that somehow each side here is, uh, you know, equally culpable for this moment that we're in or whatever. Hamas just committed a mass atrocity terrorist attack meant to kill as many civilians as possible. And so when, when you talk about you know, what, what's the Israeli reaction and we need a ceasefire and Israel better not overreact to tell a state that just lost, what is it about? Is it 1400 now of its, of its roughly, people, roughly 1400 of its and, and 200 roughly uh, hostages, hostages continuing to tell them you better be perfect in your response and, and actually you shouldn't respond. I mean, it seems to me right now there are voices out there that are pro-Palestinian, that are pro-Hamas, that are effectively saying, now let's call for an end to conflict. In response to what Hamas just did, Israel is supposed to say, we got, we're not going to do anything. We're going to, look, the U.S. is over there to try to help negotiate to get the hostages freed. I'm never opposed to diplomacy, but this idea that there's a way that Israel can allow Hamas to continue to exist as it does in Gaza after what it just did, this to me is absurd. Yeah. It is it is a, a serious and continuing threat to the basic uh, safety, sovereignty, security of the Israeli people and specifically of the Jewish people inside of Israel who were the targets of this Hamas attack. So, of course, they are going to do things in response to stop the threat. You know, it's the same thing. If you're in a self-defense situation, they don't say shoot to kill. They don't say shoot to... They say you shoot to stop the threat. Israel must stop the threat now. And there is no negotiation, there is no conversation that would reach the level of of uh, limiting this threat to the degree that Israel does not need to take this military action. I, I just don't see it. And, and I think that we saw a lot of people yesterday showing you who in this conflict... What the, what's really in their heart? What do they really think here? Because instead of saying, hold on a second, let's wait for all the facts to come in, this doesn't seem right. It didn't seem right. Yeah. We knew it here on the show. Hold on a second. Hamas is saying this. Grain of salt. Hold on a minute. Let's hold on a minute. Um, the people who are getting to a greater truth. And the big issue here, again, I just cited three newspapers. because I still am an old man. I go by the individual newspapers. Once the report is out there, Buck... And now people are following it up and they're saying, oh, actually, actually, it wasn't Israel. All the evidence, there's video, there's audio of the of the Palestinian uh, jihadists talking that Israel has released. You can see the video itself of the rockets being uh, released and one of them going astray and appearing to hit the parking lot. Again, the hospital's still standing. So the idea that 500 people died there just based off looking at the building itself is transparently absurd. Buck, huge percentages of people will never know the truth once the headlines go up. The corrections 
get a pinprick of the attention. And the problem we live in is the world that we have created, everyone wants to believe whatever they already believed. And so they will never see the actual truth of the matter. As 9-11 illnesses continue to take lives all these years later, a whole generation knows uh, knows little to nothing about our nation's darkest day. It sounds hard to believe, but it's true. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute launched to correct this by helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about 9-11. Their nonfiction first-person accounts are told through videos and Discovering Heroes book series. These accounts are moving and unparalleled. Kids won't forget these true stories. The Institute offers full curriculum units with scripted social studies lessons, activities, and background for teachers. They've created a speakers bureau for classrooms with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. There's also a mobile exhibit, a tractor trailer, that's an interactive museum with 9-11 artifacts. To never forget, we must educate future generations, help our nation honor its vow. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. 
GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Fox Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We appreciate Freedom 104.7, D.C.'s Real News, Real Talk, our affiliate in the nation's capital for hosting us. We are here Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. Certainly an incredibly significant week of news going on, and we want to continue to update you on what is going on just up the road here a little ways uh, in the Capitol. The vote for who the Speaker of the House is going to be continues, and Jim Jordan does not have the votes on a second ballot. There are five Republicans who have voted against him. Now, uh, it certainly took 15 votes for Kevin McCarthy to end up with enough votes to become the Speaker of the House. So the question that is going to be asked, Buck, as we go forward, one, this vote is ongoing. So we aren't certain what the final tally is going to be. The first vote through Jim Jordan lost 20 uh, Republicans in terms of who would support and who would not support him. We'll see if that number grows. It seems potentially likely that it could. But the question that's going to be asked is, how many votes does Jim Jordan go through and how committed are these Republicans who continue to vote against him to refusing to allow Jim Jordan to become the Speaker of the House? Yeah, I'm curious what their end game is. Uh, yesterday, there were some no votes from Republicans who are in what are considered competitive districts. So yes. maybe this uh, this talking point that's out there that, oh, Jim Jordan's so right wing and he's like a Trump speaker and. And that has had some effect. There are some who are concerned that if they don't at least show some resistance to Jordan, it could be used against them in their district when they're obviously up in this next election cycle. But uh, for anyone who's planning to be a continuous holdout here, uh, I'm curious what, you know, when there was the Kevin McCarthy issue, there were specific concessions that were and demands. demands. Yes. That's what I mean. There's demands and then concessions um, as to what was going on there. In this case, it seems far less clear what the no votes are are really about at this stage and what the end goal is going to be, because I can't see a future in which I shouldn't say that. But it seems effectively inevitable that Jim Jordan is going to become the Speaker of the House. So why put everybody through this nonsense? And the other side of it, I guess, is we said this during Kevin McCarthy. All right. So if they're going to do it, you know, 10 votes or 15 votes or something. I guess we're paying their salaries anyway. I feel like where we are right now is the people who are opposed to Jim Jordan, this is strategically what I would say is probably going on, are some of the people who are most angry that Kevin McCarthy was forced out. And so now there's a bitterness battle over who the next speaker is going to be. They don't want to give up their guy. 
and they don't want this guy to end up. So we'll see what the result resolution is, but that's the latest. MyPillow 2.0, patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, but now it has fabric made with temperature regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0, softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Regular price for a queen size MyTip MyPillow 2.0. Cut in half on a 50% off sale. For a limited time, you can get it for $39.99 with our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. King size pillow, just 10 bucks more. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to get the queen size MyPillow 2.0 for $39.99 and the king size for just 10 bucks more. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269 to get your MyPillow 2.0. Now, mypillow.com, use that code Clay and Buck. Welcome back. As you know, we're talking here a lot today about the situation with Israel and Hamas and specifically the, uh, air, the, um, uh, errant missile yesterday or rocket that exploded, uh, sent by Palestinian Islamic Jihad, U.S. and Israeli intelligence, the U.S. government and Israeli government in agreement that that is what happened despite the, uh, initial reports. Uh, there are a lot of protests going on around the world. There are a lot of people who are uh, venting their rage at Israel, uh, regardless, and, and who are saying that Israel is about to engage in a genocide in Gaza. Um, this is turning into a war of words alongside the actual combat that is going on. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel yesterday, um, did not hold back at all when he was describing what it is that, that they are dealing with and the world is dealing with when it comes to Hamas. Play it. Hamas are the new Nazis. Hamas is ISIS, in some instances worse than ISIS. And just as the world united to defeat the Nazis, just as the world united to defeat ISIS, the world has to stand united behind Israel to defeat Hamas. This is not only our battle, it is our common battle, the battle of civilization against barbarism. Uh, and if it's not stopped here, this savagery will reach you very soon and reach the entire world. Clay, the first thing I shared on Twitter, my first response to this horrific attack was, this is a choice between civilization and barbarism, and Israel represents the side of civilization. Benjamin Netanyahu uh, using that same, I mean, many people have used that uh, that same framework for this because I think it, it is that clear. I think it is that uh, cut and dry what's going on here when you're dealing with Hamas. I know there are Palestinian civilians who are not Hamas, who are in harm's way. I know the, the humanitarian situation in Gaza is uh, bleak and getting worse by the day. I also think it's entirely unreasonable and unjust to expect that there should be a uh, a ceasefire now or that Israel would not respond. Any country anywhere in the world would respond to a neighbor engaging in this kind of a terror attack, and they would respond with, with well, I think, if they could, uh, far more indiscriminate force than what we will see from the state of Israel. In many cases, a lot of countries would just say, we're eliminating the enemy, and whatever we have to do, that's what we're going to do. We had Benjamin Netanyahu on this show a few months ago, right, uh, to talk about his book, Am I Crazy? Uh, I, it was longer than that. It was a while Years back. ago? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, so first of all, when you get I thought, to be, I thought I was pretty. Uh, maybe uh, I know we had him on the show uh, and had a conversation because he had his new book out. Uh, Ali will look up when we had him on. I didn't think it was years ago, but I will readily admit that 
as uh, as I'm getting older, I look back and something seems like it happened like six months ago and it was five years ago. So uh, that anybody who's a parent knows that feeling. I can't believe that's happened. But I know we had Netanyahu on the show. And just listening to him now, Buck, he's better communicating in English than the President of the United States is. Well, of, of course. I mean, but think about how wild that is that he can speak a foreign language and make a more eloquent defense of his country to American media and to English-speaking media around the world than the actual president of the United States can. And and I'm, I'm glad that Biden is in Israel. I think it is the right choice to make for an American president. Buck, when I watch him, I watched his address today, and I don't know how many of you listened to that address. It was around, I think, 10 a.m. Eastern time. He finished. He's clearly reading off a teleprompter. I think he read the right things. I watched him walk off that stage. He looked like a mummy, like a zombie would walk. And I don't know how many hours he slept. Obviously, they got him on a plane and got him over there. But many of the Middle Eastern leadership has decided they don't want to meet with him because of the lies that were spread, I think, about this Israeli attack on a hospital that didn't actually happen. What functional ability do you think he has to actually make decisions on the ground? And building on that even more, who's actually making decisions right now? Is it Blinken? Yeah, I think it's this, I think it's the Secretary of State. I think the intelligence agency heads are very involved with their Israeli counterparts right now. I think that the, uh, Obama 3.0 apparatus that effectively runs the Biden White House is very engaged in this. I mean, the, uh, the, the difference that Joe Biden himself is going to make in this, in the events that are unfolding right now, I think is quite limited under yeah. any circumstances. Um, and there's generally uh, a pretty bipartisan. I mean, this, the, the truth is that U.S. policy toward Israel, there are some fluctuations, but it tends to be pretty steady state. And and it's uh, a bipartisan support, bipartisan sense of uh, of this is a, a strategic and, and critical ally. So he, Biden's effectively going through uh, the motions on this. I thought Nikki Haley, this was interesting, Nikki Haley spoke out about what Biden should and should not be saying at this point. This is uh, cut 11. Play it. I think that it's good that President Biden is going to Israel, but he should not be going to tell them to show restraint. He should not be going to tell them to have a ceasefire. And he should be talking about how we need to come down harder on Iran. I mean, make no mistake, there would be no Hamas without Iran. There would be no Hezbollah without Iran. And so you can't not see the 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 role that Iran has played in all of this. And that's really should be a focal point for the United States and for the Biden administration right now. Now, I think it's unlikely, uh, and this is, this is the, one of the very big questions right now, that Iran will become a direct and active combatant in what's going on here. They're going to speak a lot about what they'll do. They're going to saber rattle. They're going to make it seem as though they'll, they'll take, uh, immediate, you know, immediate action in response to what Israel does in Gaza. Um, but that's the scenario that people, I think, get very concerned about. If you did have, an Iranian intervention on this against Israel here on the side of uh, Hamas and in the form of 
not just Hezbollah, but you know Iranian militia in Syria, and and, and there's a whole range of things I think they could do to ratchet things up. But now you're talking about what happens to global energy supplies and what happens to you know could you be seeing a global recession? I mean, this the the domino effect here would be very real. I do not believe right now, based on what I'm seeing, Iran will do anything to set that in motion. But Clay. Uh, we're dealing with people that see things very differently from how it looks over here in this part of the world. This is why the media propagating lies is so dangerous, not only for all of the American citizens in the embassies that have been surrounded all over the Middle East, but this is the goal, I think, of Hamas. They don't want to be the sole target of Israel. They want Hezbollah to come in. They want Iran to come in. They want to turn this into a religious war in the Middle East, and they want all of the Muslim faith to rise up against Israel. And so when our media is spreading clear lies, they are facilitating potentially a catastrophic conflict that could arise in the Middle East. So you would think of all the times to make sure that your reporting is accurate. We're not talking about a relatively inconsequential issue. We're talking about, Buck, the single most consequential thing that may be occurring in 2023. And let me, by the way, also mention, I'm not as crazy, uh, as, uh, as, as producer Ali thought. We had Benjamin Netanyahu on this show on December 12th of 2022. So 10 months ago, but it wasn't that long ago. And he was eloquent on this show then. And I think as you look at everything that's going on right now, my concern is Joe Biden in the Middle East cannot advocate as well as an American president should be able to advocate for the moral clarity of this situation. And even scarier, I don't think he can respond in real time to a rapidly evolving situation. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Hamas put out this fun, Hamas sesh Palestine put out this false news, this lie about 500 people dying because of an Israeli airstrike on a hospital when it was actually a parking lot next door. They put that out while Joe Biden was in the air flying to Israel, and it almost immediately destroyed Joe Biden's ability to have face to face meetings with any leaders. Now, you can say, yeah. well, what would that have actually accomplished? At a minimum, it would have shown that the entire Middle East was not allying against Israel, it seems to me that there is a clear strategic imperative of Hamas to try to create a massive war of religion. And I'm afraid that our media on the left, which isn't willing to condemn evil, this is why saying Hamas is the bad guy, Israel yeah. is the good guy, is an important moment of moral clarity that much of the American media refuses to acknowledge and share. People who believed that story and shared it very broadly yesterday believed that it was Israel's fault, wanted to correct that it was Israel's fault. That's, Th- right. that's really what you saw, and that's why somehow it all aligned. People that think that Israel is the more moral actor in all this, which I think should be obvious and quite clear, we're willing to say, hold on a second, this doesn't add up. We need to see what the facts are. People that despise the state of Israel, and a lot of this is driven by anti-Semitism, they saw an opportunity for confirmation bias, essentially, in their own minds that Israel is just as bad as Hamas. And in fact, all of Hamas's bad actions, this always must be remembered, the people that are the most 
fervent defenders of Hamas and the Palestinian cause blame Israel for everything that Hamas does. If Hamas is deploying suicide bombers, it's Israel's fault. If Hamas is engaging in a mass casualty terror attack like what we just saw, it's in response to Israeli transgressions and apartheid. Everything is Israel's fault in their minds. It's really a like a sickness, like a mania. It totally is. And uh, by the way, we'll open up phone lines, 800-282-2882, giving you a little bit of a roadmap of where we're going. Uh, Ted Cruz is going to be in studio with us, Senator from Texas, at 2 p.m. Eastern here in D.C. We're doing the show. Uh, Chris Christie is going to be with us running for president of the United States at 1.30 uh, via phone um, to discuss these issues of the day and what's going on in Israel and beyond. In the meantime, no greater commitment to our country than devoting years of your life to our military, protecting our freedoms, being willing to put your life on the line for the nation. Our veterans are people who raise their hands to sacrifice for the country, volunteering to do so. And when they're done serving, they come back to a tight job market, high cost of living. It's a tough transition for anyone. It's good to see a private company like Pure Talk jumping in to help. You can help, too. When you switch your cell phone company to Pure Talk Superior Service, when you do that, They'll donate a portion of your proceeds to alleviating $10 million in veteran debt by Veterans Day. They're on their way to that huge, uh, to that huge elimination of debt. You don't sacrifice anything. In fact, you'll probably be saving a fortune because Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month with unlimited talk, text, more data, mobile hotspot as well. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword Clay and Buck to make the switch. Let's show our unwavering support for our veterans. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to switch to Pure Talk today. You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. 
with over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We talked earlier about the fact that Joe Biden addressed the nation at around 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, and I wanted to play that cut. We also played Benjamin Netanyahu for you. I talked about the danger of relying on Joe Biden on any level right now. I do think the message is important i question whether anyone fears biden in terms of the way that he's going to respond buck but he tried to be as clear as he possibly could if you listen to cut three here he's trying to address anyone out there who might be inclined to try to make this a bigger battle than we already have he says my message you better not here it is, cut three. We've moved U.S. military assets to the region, including positioning the USS Ford Carrier Strike Group in the eastern Mediterranean, with the USS Eisenhower on the way to deter, to defer further aggression against Israel, and to prevent this conflict from spreading. The world will know that Israel is, Israel is stronger than ever. And my message to any state or any other hostile actor, thinking about attacking Israel remains the same as it was a week ago. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, Buck, so here's the problem. In the wake of Afghanistan, where our withdrawal, if you look at the public, Joe Biden's approval ratings effectively collapsed at Afghanistan and have not recovered ever since. When you look at what's going on in Ukraine, when you look at what's going on in Israel, does anyone actually fear Biden or believe that he is going to have the wherewithal to deliver the full might of American power if someone transgresses the threats and the warnings that he's trying to make? I mean, I think they fear the two carrier groups that we have there. Yeah. And I think that on the issue of Israel, uh, there's enough bipartisan consensus where, you know, for the leadership on both sides, Republican and Democrat, where there, there would be uh, reprisals. You know, if Iran, let's say, were to just decide it was going to fire its own missiles at Israel, say something like that. I mean, a real dramatic escalation, um, which God forbid this happens because it would have a lot of downstream ramifications that we've talked about earlier in the hour, uh, you know, energy markets, recession, broadening war, casualties, everything. Um, but I, I do think that this is one of those times where 
even the uh, even the Democrats would actually respond. I mean, let's remember, it's Democrats who pushed for the overthrow of Gaddafi in Libya, right? It was Democrats yeah. who had an air war basically to get rid of Gaddafi in Libya. It's Democrats uh, who um, dramatically under the uh, Obama administration escalated to over 100,000 troops in Afghanistan, announced the draw up and then the draw down at the same time. Uh, Democrats are often willing to use the military, generally not in America's direct interest. Usually it's in some humanitarian or UN or some under some other, you know, ages. Uh, but right now I, I think that, yeah, they're not scared of Joe Biden, but I do think that there's a recognition, Clay, that if they were to attack Israel, the Democrats would, res- you know, the Democrat leadership, Joe Biden, those around him would respond. I, I don't think that it would go um, because how does that play for them? Going forward, I mean, what does that look like in the 2024 election? Joe Biden abandons our ally Israel in its moment of need. That's I don't think he would a- abandon. My concern is, and uh, let's get a call here in just a sec. My concern is that there is no fear of Biden, and so there could be, and I think we've already seen it with Ukraine and with Hamas. They have been more willing to transgress American lines of demarcation than they would have been with Trump. And we'll take some of your calls when we come back in the next hour because we're coming up against it at the end of the first hour. And that all of these pile ups together, I think what Biden is saying is the right message. My concern is how is that message being received in Iran? And to your point, they've moved a couple of American carrier groups in. So America, we're inching closer to having actual combat in Israel in a way that we haven't in Ukraine. But do they fear Biden when he makes these declarations. I don't think they care, really, what Biden's declarations yeah. are. I think they're making their own calculations, whether it's Hamas or Iran, based upon what they think the Israeli response would be and what the almost automatic U.S. response would be were there to be a major escalation, uh, which clearly the carrier groups are there because it would be airstrikes. But, yeah, would I rather have Trump calling the shots now than <laughs> Biden? Absolutely. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.